0: Hears is me, right? And she doesn't hear, so I just start laughing uncontrollably, and then she has zero context
1: <laughs>
0: So say so
1: Toronto shuffle the sink it whatever it
0: is.: I'm Yeah, kidding. man. <laughs> so while I was uh, migrating um, from my hometown that got hit by a hurricane to taking care of our this is our rental that we're taking care of in cocoa and we pretty much put it, uh, put it together yesterday. You guys talked about some stuff and then Jay was telling me about it. Uh, hit me with it. What are you guys been talking about? Catch me up.
1: Um, actually Grant, if it's okay, before we get into the stuff, Jay and I were able to cover, can you talk to us about the hurricane and like how things are and what's going on? Cause I know Fort Myers is literally almost wiped off the map, at least near the shoreline. And,
0: I don't know if if you're yeah. cool. I'd, I'd love to hear yeah. more about
1: what that looks like. Cause we talk at least on Tuesdays about investments in real estate and what that looks like. So True. even if you could take five minutes is like, this is what you have to do when you own rental properties in the eye of a hurricane. That'd be, I, I, I this is selfish. I I would like to hear about that.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> so it depends on if you talk to my wife. Maybe she should come on this show this morning because this is this is Small Business Saturdays. And though we're talking about us building in the open and a lot of stuff we're working on, we do all have different streams of income and we're all building different types of freedom. But when you hear about a hurricane, it can also feel not like freedom. Like I was really bent out of shape yesterday and I normally don't get bent out of shape about this stuff. I keep my cool um, and and these sorts of things, but it's usually after the hurricane that gets the most frustrating. Um, I think people are most scared during the hurricane, um, because, you know, they hear the storm. It sounds like a freight train. I don't know if you've ever been through them. Jay's been through them, but it, the way the wind comes through, if you've ever been through a tornado, um, it sounds like that, but for hours. And, and so eventually you just get, I get numb to it. I just go to sleep. But, um, in hurricane Irma, which came through, uh, a year or two ago, a few, two years back, we, um we were in a wood home. Jessica is here. And I found out Jessica just moved back from Colorado. And I want to know, were those Colorado winters a little too chilly for you? She's a Floridian <laughs> and she just moved back in time. <laughs> um, she and her husband probably did the, the Toronto two-step from Jay <laughs> because it was cold out there, but I'm sure uh, she just moved back and they're working on a farm. Um, so we uh during hurricane irma we were in a wood frame house and the house actually shifted on the foundation like a noticeable inch we had this much water and we're inland no ah, she said no way they were perfect okay so we'll have to talk offline about (laughs) why you guys had to move back or chose to move back honestly um uh so back then like we're in central florida we're like 50 miles inland and I've been on the coast, and Jay's been on an island, and being on the coast, being on an island, they're actually kind of similar when a hurricane comes through. You just expect what you're seeing on camera in Fort Myers. And if you're experienced in Florida at all, you just know if a storm's coming, you've got wind, and you pay hand over fist for wind insurance for this. Take video of all of your property, take video of the inside, video of the outside, your assets, and then just leave. If it's like a hurricane three or four, right? Um, if you, and anywhere up and down the coast, if you're within a 200 mile radius, right, because the hurricane could shift. Because even though you're watching this thing, there's a meme that goes around that says, um, "Waiting for hurricanes like getting stalked by a turtle." <laughs> and it's it's funny because you're watching this thing crawl at you, and it could like just a small shift in its direction. Everyone was expecting it to hit Tampa, but it hit Fort Myers instead. So they evacuated Tampa and the surrounding areas in St. Pete, but it turned right down towards Fort Myers and people are like, what in the world? Like, didn't they know? And it's like, no, you don't know. So if you're going to get hit by a major hurricane, like upper threes, fours or higher, just, and you're on the coast, just leave. But just 50 miles in, it goes from a three, or in this case, a four to a one. And a hurricane... It's a big difference to be in a hurricane at a one, um, but we were in a concrete brick house this time where we were at. We felt safe. We had no water damage. Um, but the rental, you're kind of like, are renters in there? And our and our property management company like, yeah, they're good. And um, but they don't they don't get the hurricane for another 12 to 24 hours. The real problem is afterwards, how fast power gets back on determines how crazy people get. And you do need to load up on gas and that sort of thing. And we play it low key, but people can get really bent out of shape. So like this is day three, no power in some of our areas. People are generally cool. If it goes day four, day five, people start to get real squirrely. They start hoarding gas and stuff starts to get weird. So the, the electric companies know this and they they scramble. So as a property owner from a real estate perspective, my paradigm is we've got insurance. Let's drive to South Carolina and just avoid the whole thing because it can turn into a mess. if it gets intense, but I knew we were getting hit by a one. And I was just like, it's just not worth leaving, especially with all my responsibilities and the gyms open. So you go take showers there, you know, that sort of thing. So, um, so inland, not that bad on the coast. Come on, don't mess around uh, if it's a three or four um and from a property management co- perspective you just check out your property slowly one at a time this one had a bit more damage uh we had a fence down here even though the storm didn't the power is still on here obviously which is why we're here um but just a little bit of cleanup and and you're done but fort myers is gone but anywhere the storm was going to hit lorinians know to exp- like they they post this it's almost like disaster porn and it's like meaning you know this. it's like you don't have to yeah, it's like, you know, it's 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 like food porn, it's disaster porn. People get off on seeing massive changes like that in sudden periods. Of time. It's almost like it's in some ways it's kind of like this weird like voyeurism. Like what's going on? We all knew, you know, and and if you were on the coast anywhere in that range and didn't evacuate, it's like, well, I mean, some of them are in good homes, some of them aren't. Um I remember in Vero Beach where we were in 2004, we got hit by four hurricanes that year one right after another and you're just like can i get surfing before surfing after and do we need to leave and it's like uh so i'm actually gonna go surfing today um the the storm passed like a day and a half ago we're gonna go surfing because other than that you're sitting on your hands waiting for power so i don't know i don't know if that's what you wanted to hear do you have any real estate specific questions or thoughts (laughs) yeah no that
1: that's it i i just think when you own properties and it's like so i'll be the bitcoin maxi here out of us i guess and it's like that's i have all my ledgers and Mm -hmm. there's this thing and i have 10 ledgers each one has a bitcoin Mm -hmm. and this storm is going to come and the baseball bat's going to hit a couple of my ledgers and i just need to know if i can get the bitcoin out (laughs) you know or if my insurance (laughs) will cover the ledger loss you know from the cold wallet. so Sure. I don't own any real estate uh, rentals, so yeah. I'm just very interested to see how that works. And yeah, I know that there's insurance, but aside from insurance, there's also the hassle of dealing with insurance. There's a the hassle yeah. of getting the claim, getting the money, then doing the fix-up. Then you have to deal with contractors or subcontractors. You know, it's not just simple. Everyone's like, oh yeah, it's insured. It's like, no, 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 It's a little bit bigger than that. Yes, it is insured. You're right. Yes, I will get it, it, is paid complex. it fixed up. But if your house gets four yeah. mire leveled, You're in a world of hurt, you
0: know, and so. But the difference um, is, is a well-worn path. Like, so like you're, you're right about Bitcoin. Like I have my ledger. Here's the, here's the, the pros and cons of a ledger. I've got my ledger and we're, we're going to talk at some point again about ISO 20022. These are, these are coins that now, as of our conversation last Tuesday are hot on my radar. I've been doing homework on these and I am hot to trot. Like I'm going to start bagging these. That's great. Oh, guess what? One of them is Algorand. And I've got Algorand, guess what? On a cold storage wallet. That's cool. Except it just fried. I'm sitting right here. And Ledger doesn't just send you a new one. And you don't just migrate your keys. I have to mail this to them with my crypto. They have to mail. They have to test it to verify it doesn't work. Only then will they mail me a new one that I can then enter in my seed phrase and get my crypto. This is not a well-worn path. I hear what you're saying about real estate, and uh, my wife would agree with you when she is such a detail oriented person that it's a lot of stress when she thinks about all of these things you're referring to when it comes to real estate contractors and and the skyrocketed price of uh, uh, wood right now, so wood's up 300 percent in some of these lows and home depots and gas is up. so you know yeah, it's complex, and then the insurance adjuster's like a nightmare. But it is, it is a complex, frustrating path, but it's a well-worn one. Meaning, we're very familiar with it. So what's my stress level? Mine, almost none. It, it's gotta happen, right? If I were to have my 10 Bitcoin on a freaking Ledger wallet and they got baseball batted or dipped in water or just stopped working like mine did, that would melt me down because I have no well-worn recourse to get it done that I'm familiar with. And we all know, let's go through the mental rehearsal: get a new ledger, enter your seed phrase. But I, I, it's not as simple. (laughs) You said that about real estate and I agree. I don't think there's, but I think this summarizes what I think the three of us agree with when it comes to money. There is no such thing truly as passive income.
1: Yeah. I, 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 anyone who says that doesn't understand, and they've just been watching too many, like Grant Cardone YouTube ads at 2 a.m. So I, I I just think that you know <laughs> if I have one rental property and Ad I have to get that, Jay it fixed, probably put out there. Jay's <laughs> literally in the background, you know, <laughs> doing, uh, doing 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 his Toronto two-step. Uh, I never thought about the wallet failing. Yeah, the wallets Guess can sure. fail, but even in your thing, if I have two hundred thousand dollars of Bitcoin or I have to get two hundred thousand dollars of money back from the bank and rebuild a house, yeah. I still take the I'm going to mail in the ledger. No one else is the see phrase send me back out a new one. I'll put in the C phrase. That's pretty easy. Yeah. I mean, it's also the amount of time, Um, but let's not go down. Doesn't work. Yeah. Buttons, no buttons. No buttons. Yeah, let's not go down the uh, the rabbit hole of real estate or Bitcoin because we already have a, <laughs> a show oh, up. And actually, <laughs> I, I met a guy yesterday, and we were watching a high school soccer game here up here in Massachusetts, and we started to talk about the pros and cons of of you know investing in real estate and stuff like that. And I said, hey, well, yeah. I actually created this podcast this guy and i created this podcast i hopped on this podcast and we talked about that so i've been i share that link i don't know if it's got any tails. if you, know, you look at the we analytics should,
0: we should actually put that on our links page because it is like a like we should find one or two featured of this but like if we ever have featured podcasts like that that people seem to ask a lot of we should actually link that on our links page on uh the not cryptoverse page yeah I agree. But yeah, let's get into the stuff that Jay and
1: I were talking about. And I actually really like the prompt for today, the learn to learn and listen. Let me concerns.
2: say this. Oh, my, <laughs> my bad boys! I think I got a bit of a delay, but I just That's wanted okay. to shout out one, one, one more comment. All of the comments are coming through our central central feed, it seems like.
0: Oh,
1: one, yeah, because through. I don't see any of the comments here. We only see, I only see three comments.
0: So, well, and let's yeah. let everyone know we rolled the Not Crypto Bros. Two, okay, it's coming through here. So, everyone jump on your phones, gentlemen, jump on your phones and be doing the comments or your desktop and do the comments there. Forgive us for not getting to these, Jay. Thanks for saying that. Uh, yeah,
2: um, one, be- one, one or two comments came through. One came through from James Flint. James, what's up, James? James, I, I met because he, he does uh, podcast marketing a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but and he, he, he's Europe. He's saying, oh, sorry, go ahead. What are you saying?
0: No, go ahead. Go ahead. Allison's said the same in... thing.
2: Oh, yeah. James is in Europe. He, he's been saying, uh, yeah, he's got clients in the USA, but uh, he's been hearing a whole bunch about the hurricanes this week, so he appreciated the advice from Grant. He's saying you know, it's not something you can easily relate to unless you go through one.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, and so, if someone doesn't mind, I don't have this up immediately. Could someone tag Allison? Allison was in last last Saturday's show. She's from the UK. You guys recall? She can't find the the event because we rolled to the to the Not Crypto Bros event. So, for those who don't know, this is going live through the uh, the Not Crypto Bros page. And so, you need to navigate to the Not Crypto Bros page or see one of the posts in one of our profiles and goes there. We're trying to drive all the traffic um, to the Not Crypto Bros page. So, if you're If you're watching or if you're trying to catch the show, jump over to uh, the Not Crypto Bros page. But we also need to post on that. And I don't know who I'm telling that to because if they could see this, (laughs) they would know where we're at. Yeah, Allison Um, also said about the Ledger
1: grant before we go to the topic of the day. She said, I didn't know they would send another one out. So when you reach out to Ledger, you're like, hey, this thing stopped working. Are yes. you under a warranty or are they just going to send you one out because that's part of their, that's part of their, you know, policy around the ledger, or do you have to pay for a new ledger? If you could, you know,
0: it sounds like, well, they, they're, they're looking to make sure that it was just like a system failure. I didn't put it in water. I didn't put it. Um, <laughs> there's Brian three legends. There he is. Um, there he oh, is. Brian. Uh, so when it comes to the ledger, when I went through it, I, I had to answer a ton of questions like, did I dip it in water? No. Did I go surfing with my ledger wallet? Did I put it on a flagpole during the hurricane? And it's like, no, no, <laughs> I didn't do any of that stuff. What? It, it, is <laughs>
1: there a, is there a checked box? Do you live in a swamp? aka yeah. Florida? Did you check that one? <laughs> yeah. We are the swamp
0: people. <laughs> They're like, oh, another Florida ledger. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. Gotcha. yeah. Well, got do- it. Were you able Send to, to lodge it from an alligator's <laughs> mouth? Yes, I was yeah. Was it used <laughs> as a prop in an Adam Sandler movie? Gotcha, you, gotcha. You. Right, right. <laughs> wow, yeah, I,
1: I think yeah. James, uh, James Flint's comment is really great because I also have, and you two do, this has been part of your lived experience, the idea of a hurricane and what to do before, yeah. what to do during, and what to do after. I have no reference point for that. I when it comes to natural disasters, <laughs> There was a hurricane, I think Andrew hit Massachusetts in like 93. Cause mm-hmm. I remember going down to the water and like the water was all over like this main road in my town. But other than that, I, I don't really have any reference point. And I actually remember mm-hmm. very distinctly my first earthquake. It was in 2010 yeah. and I was in training in Guatemala to be a Peace Corps volunteer and it started to shake. All the California kids didn't skip a beat and they just got up and like walked out of the classroom and myself, yeah. my boy from DC, we were just we were like, panicked. I had no idea what to do and I froze up. And it was one of those things where everyone's like, oh, yeah, you know, you know how like there'll be like, a bank robbery and somebody will like pull out their gun and start firing at the robbers. And you're like, yeah, I would have done the same thing. It's like, no, nah, my guy, you would have been underneath the desk texting like, crying. you know, 911 oh, yeah. ing. So I, oh, I think yeah. it's good that you shared that. And thank you for talking about that, especially as it relates to the investment side of the real estate property yeah i think that that's really cool so thank you for. oh sharing. yeah
0: it looks like most of the comments are comments are happening on jay's profile so like you guys just make sure you queue it up um because i don't have it immediately in front of me with my remote uh hurricane fema setup here um so let's talk about it man so so listen to earn learn to earn we're talking about building our own, but let's talk about this. What did you guys cover? And I did a little bit of homework, and Learn to Earn seems to be not very evolved. Listen to Earn seems like there's a few players, but I see nothing. Uh I could not find a podcasting listen to earn network or studio. So what have you guys been talking about while I've been AWOL underwater?
2: Do you want do do, do you guys see uh just one comment here let me let's bring this up right quite right quick and then we, yeah. we can jump into that what what please what do you guys what do you guys think i i guess this is like a crypto comment we do a little, little just a little yeah. crypto stuff today what what, what do you guys think about buy now pay pay later solutions
1: like uh after pay and stuff like that
0: mm, buy now trying.
1: pay later this is actually an interesting question and grant I, I want to thank you for trying to get us to the learn to earn, listen to earn, and also the, the conversation Jay and I had. and yep. um, But I love also entertaining questions because questions are a lot, they're so dynamic right. and they speak to where people are and what they're trying to kind of suss out. The buy now, pay later. Before we even talk about buy now, pay later in the metaverse, in the context of Web3, <laughs> I just think buy now, pay later is just debt, right? It's just a credit system. Yeah. Um, now, whether it actually turns into something that's going to be interest bearing is up to you, the person who's paying it off. I was looking at backpacks last night. And the reason why I was looking at backpacks is because I'm starting this new job. And the new job is going to send me out a Lenovo computer, a PC. And I haven't used a PC. I was telling my buddy last night, I haven't used a PC since 2005, since high school.
0: Oh, my God. Get out of so here I, with
1: this. I, I, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. sorry. I'm a <laughs> Mac guy. Sorry. R.I.P. Steve Jobs. Rest in power. So <laughs> I am feeling very bougie and I'm like, okay, now when I travel, I'm going to have this computer, which is a Mac. I'm going to have my PC for work. I'm going to have, I don't know, 17 ring lights apparently, because I'm a content creator. I'm going to have two mics. I'm going to have my clippers. I carry my hair clip. Anyways, I need oh a bag God. that's going to be able to handle all these electronics. So I was looking at backpacks last night. It's coming back to the, to the buy now, pay later, looking at backpacks last night. I was looking at a backpack was hundred dollars $99 and i start to scroll through i think i was on the north face because i was just trying to learn more information and the thing that kept popping up into my screen was i think Klarna, k-l-a-r-n-a and it was like do you want to break this into four payments and i'm thinking to myself hmm i don't because i would have the hundred dollars to invest in this and i'd also write it off with my llc
0: yeah
1: but I also realize that there are a lot of people that maybe want this backpack and that would feel better about putting it into four easy payments of $25, mm. which I don't think is a bad thing. I have a lot of friends that finance, they finance almost everything they buy because they just basically kick the bucket down the road and they keep their short-term overhead lower and they spread it out over time. So I think that that's a beautiful thing, but I think we're getting into a world. And once again, then I'll get to the metaverse. We're getting into a world where financing or what looks like financing is is becoming the norm it's becoming the way we do things and i think when i think of financing it's like yeah you're going to get a washer and dryer unit that's fifteen hundred dollars because it's state-of-the-art and you can start your washer and dryer from your phone and you don't even need to be at the house or something like that you know but i think when we start to buy now pay later for a hundred dollar backpack or even smaller amounts like a t-shirt that's maybe 20 dollars. I yeah. think it really speaks to the economic hardship that many people on the planet are facing. And there's all these new apps now that are like, did you get paid on Thursday? Get your money on Tuesday so you can go to the club. And I'm like, dude, this is not, yeah. this is not healthy. It doesn't make me yeah. – I'm not excited because I feel no. like people think they're solutions. But I see them more as problems because they're putting people – into maybe buying things that they can't afford that month. If you're looking at your monthly budget, but yeah. they can totally justify. I don't have a hundred dollars in my September budget of yeah. today's October 1st shout out October. I don't have, I don't have a hundred dollars <laughs> in my October budget, but you know what yeah. I do have? I have $25 in my October, 25 November, 25 December, 25 January. So before even we talk about it, the buy now pay later system and how it would be yeah. set up in web three, whether it's on a smart contract, it's going to pull from your wallet or, you know, penalize you or then take your digital asset. I think there's a bigger conversation that needs to be had about the overall economic stress and hardship that I think a lot of people the world over are really feeling. Because these things, since the pandemic especially, there have been so many financial products, and I'm using the heaviest of air quotes, that have come out to solve the this exact problem. So I don't know if you, you guys <laughs> want to share on your thoughts on the buy now, pay later uh, the landscape that we currently have. And now maybe we can relate it to Web3, but uh, that was my; those are my candid thoughts.
0: Jay, what's your thought on debt? Well, let first off, what's your thought on buy now? Is buy now pay later debt? Or and then what's your thought on debt? I mean, yeah, but, but buy now pay later is definitely debt, right?
2: But it could be used for good. Okay. Like we, we we've talked about it before about Grant Cardone going from being a couple million dollars in debt to being a couple billion dollars in debt and talking about sure billion dollars worth of debt being being much better because then the bank isn't calling your loans and they're actually willing to help you because if you crash, then they crash with you. So it really depends on how you're using that debt, right? Like if you are doing buy now, pay later to like buy a new MacBook for your your business uh, versus buying, you know, a new pair of Yeezys, um, I think it, mm-hmm. it it works out in your benefit. So depends on how you use it. Like debt can be good and it can be bad.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that. So let's back up and answer um, Kiwa's uh, Kiwa's question, though. Uh, Kiwa, if you're still watching, I want to hype your thought for a second. From a cryptocurrency perspective, it's actually a very simple. Relatively, it's a relatively simple business idea that I think there's a huge market for. Why? Because I think, from an economics meaning human behavior perspective, humans will always uh, like to defer pain and get benefit. Humans always want to get benefit now and defer pain. And if they can obfuscate or blur that pain over a series of payments, four payments is probably better than a credit card at 20% annualized interest compounded every single month of an obscure unnamed amount of payments. So if you did Klarna for four payments, but you did it through some app that you're building um, that someone can drop through MetaMask and maybe once every two weeks or once a month over the next four months, it just pulls out a little bit of ETH and someone go, goes has their ETH stake somewhere and they get a little arbitrage. Beautiful if you know how to manage debt. But like, um, like Jay, you're talking about real estate debt. I mean, it's old hat, but I think it does need to be restated. Like from an ethos perspective, debt does not equal freedom. So I I up, like, I think you got a good business idea because the backroom accounting on debt companies like Klarna, it's not about the technology of making MetaMask work. It's the underlying business model of how they handle the bookkeeping on the back end and the benefits of borrowing and lending that go on. That's the innovation. So. A, build it, but you're going to want to sell the technology to, uh, unless you understand some of the backroom bookkeeping business model of a debt-driven company, um, because there's secondary markets for that stuff. It's huge. So I would recommend to you build a thing and sell it and, and move on because there's always a market for it. But this falls into that category of integrity. I personally would never invest in a company that encourages more debt. We have debt. This property in Cocoa Beach is one of them. Art property in Lakeland is another one Uh, and we'll go into debt again. But I'm telling you, it chafes at me that I have debt on my car. It chafes at me. And this good debt was the first debt we had. The first debt we had was good debt like Jay's talking about. But it becomes this gateway drug. Of Well, I'm going to get rental payments. So those rental payments will offset the payment on my car. So let's go get a car. And the money never actually ends up flowing through that way, really. So it's insidious. Go ahead, Jerry. Yeah, I
1: think that that's the point I want to make before we talk about, you know, and I think you you've really touched on it now with the metaverse and web 3 is that there's multiple kinds of debt. There's good debt and there's bad debt. And yeah. even in the good debt, which you could say student debt is good debt because I'm going to take 20,000 out, go study this thing, get a couple certifications, and then my earning potential is going to go up by that 20,000 per year per annum moving forward. Okay, you could argue that that's good debt. You having a rental property, it's going to cash Mm -hmm. flow you. So Mm -hmm. you're actually going to be paid monthly more than the debt is taking out of your pocket. Mm -hmm. So that's good debt. But Mm -hmm. I think now let's transition into the the comment that was made here is that, you know, buy now, pay later NFTs for digital clothes and land. I would say if it's a digital clothes, if you can go buy something through Mm -hmm. using debt, leveraging whatever you have as collateral so that way you can, you know, buy Whatever, there's good stuff in Decentraland in the casino, and I'm blanking on the project. You're going to have to forgive me. If you reach out to me and you want to learn more about this and it's an all interesting, Kiwa, well, I will send you all the links. I just don't have it on right off the top of my head. But this was back in the. And now we're going right into what we're talking about today, which is kind of like learn to earn or play to earn. Mm-hmm. And I forget the name of the project, but it was through. It was a casino NFT and it was on Decentraland and you would basically buy, you could buy an outfit and then you could assign the outfit for 24 hours or 48 hours or a week or a month, whatever you put into the smart contract to someone else. And then someone else would go into the casino and you needed one of these, they were smoking jackets, they were sick, they were cigars, they were top hats, they were canes. And you needed one of these pieces to be able to access the casino. Mm. But maybe I don't have the time to go to the casino. And I remember watching this guy on YouTube, and he owned like, I don't know, we'll say five smoking jackets. And what he would do is he would rent out the smoking jackets That's to good. kids in Argentina. And the kids in Argentina would go into the casino, they would pay him $5 a day, but then they'd go into the casino and make $25 a day. Mm. So, well, they would put up a certain amount of money to be able to, you know, the $5 or whatever. And it was a very interesting, it was a very model. And I do think that there's a future there. And I also do think that in the future, there's going to be digital real estate that is super yeah. desirable. And people will use the same way as Grant has that rental property. They'll put something else up, <clears throat> whether it's Bitcoin or whether it's a couple of Ethereum to say, here's this. If I don't pay this, you get to take this. You know, mm-hmm. it's a hard asset now yeah. that could even be digital or whatever it is so i do think in the future that that's going to happen and <clears throat> i think buy now pay later is is it's inevitable that it happens in the metaverse because it yeah. already works so well in irl and i do think as people want access to certain things there is a there is a beauty in financing things there is a beauty in not taking 100 percent of the value of something and just parking it um you can get a lot mm. more money out doing it different ways, especially when it comes to real estate. So, but as far as clothes, yeah. if they're not going to be something that's going to give you something back, kind of like my casino to Central land example, then like Jay said, you're just buying Yeezys to flex and that's different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> buying brand and flexing brand is a completely different thing. And I think people will still go into debt for that, even in the metaverse, because there are sneaker heads that will buy air force ones for $7,000, never wear them, never get a crease in them. And they bought them with debt. So, I don't think they're cash flowing. If they're going to flip them, that's a different conversation. But if they're not, you know, so, but anyways, do we want to, yeah. Do we want to kind of take some of that and flip it, into it, what it, we were it, talking it, about? Cause Jay, I'm going to need you unless there are new comments that we have to. Yeah.
2: So here's what uh, uh, Allison is definitely agreeing with. You, yeah. I think until so she's, she's, um, uh, yeah. But by now, pay later is a bad move. the the most disadvantaged take advantage of it and it it keeps them in that state uh kiwa who who originally started the conversation is saying uh how can someone who's new or who doesn't have the funds up front pay for limited nike nfts and and that type of stuff is like you know that they would tradition would potentially flip without having access to that sort of vinyl pay later facility What's up, See Austin coming My man, See, we had a great all, conversation all, with Austin. Oh, yeah. All, all of the comments yeah, that I coming think through the essential. thing. I, I don't know what's up today.
0: I think they're coming through your personal, Jay. So if you don't mind bopping them up or sharing them or just making sure you're calling out. Um, so yeah. so to Kiwa's point, like, I think you might be touching a heartstring on all three of us a little bit about um, societal injustice, structural injustice. And I think, I think Allison is hitting on this too. And I don't know how we always end up on humanitarian issues, but I'll back up and say the key with this, please look into the tech of micro lending NFTs and micro exchanges of NFTs through uh, the metaverse, because that technology will absolutely have a demand. And if you can handle like a micro payment situation that when someone signs the transaction in metamask, they also give permission to collect if their interest isn't paid over a certain amount of time or if the thing isn't returned, or you don't even need that, it's just automatically returned to you. So if you're in this casino and the smoke, you haven't paid for the smoking jacket and your 24 hours is up, it automatically goes back to the owner in ownership and you're automatically booted out of the casino. Something, some function like that, please explore that. But you can do that without buy now, pay later. And to Jay, Jay just quoted Kiwa's point, what about if you want these Yeezys Literally, he's asking, what about if you want him? Like, in, in, you don't buy what you can't afford unless there's a business model. If there is a business model that is very clear, like, like Jared's describing with the smoking jacket, maybe there's a limited access. And by business model, I mean, if you buy now, pay later, those, those Nike NFT sneakers, and they give you access to a particular group and there's a transaction to be had that you can track, not a what if we're talking about a finite business model, then I would say, okay, let's talk about that by all means. But only if there is a business model, not if you are doing it as a consumer. You should never do this as a consumer ever, 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 ever. It just, my two cents, that is financial advice. Don't don't borrow money. Don't do something. <laughs> that's my financial advice. Don't do something. <laughs> I think that's the first time and we're on episode 18 that we've
1: actually Use financial advice in a way to actually steer people to influence their habits and decision-making. Uh, yeah, I think, Kiwa, that's a really good question. You know, uh, How can someone who doesn't have the funds pay for a limited Nike NFT shoe, which they could potentially flip? I don't yeah. know if there is a way, other than you're using a credit card to maybe buy it, and then it is a buy-now, pay-later situation. Yeah, I don't know of a way right now. Even with the example of the casino, the Decentraland, you were always going to put up such a small amount of money. And it was normally people were just paying a day rate or a week rate. So it was still a small amount of money. It was yeah. more like a Airbnb situation where people are like, you don't need a lot to get started because you could essentially rent it out, but then immediately put it up on Airbnb and kind of get your money back. You, you know, you're going to see profit and revenue a lot yeah. earlier than you would in other things, yeah. but it's, this is a really good conversation. And I think we're going to come back to this a lot because I do think as the metaverse, as Web3 starts to grab hold more of larger parts of society, larger parts of society are going to come in and larger parts of society have credit card debt. They overleverage themselves. They buy things that they think are assets, but they're really liabilities. Yeah. I think that this comes down to, I'm feeling a lot of like, uh, is it Kiyosaki, where he's just like, dude, yes. everyone thinks that they have assets, but a lot of them are liabilities. And there are very few actual assets out there So you need to keep your head on a swivel for those and not lose your shirt trying to get what you think is an asset but is actually a liability. Yeah. And this happens a lot. And once again, I'll just speak about the United States context. This happens a lot in the United States. It happens a lot over the world. But in the United States, our access to credit is so easy and frictionless that I can go to JCPenney right now, get me a new pair of Levi's because I want some dad jeans, and they're going to ask me to open up a credit card. (laughs) And in two pushes of a button, click, thanks, click. Susan, I got my new credit card and now I'm going to go floss because I got like, you know, $700 letter <laughs> right? Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. In other countries, and I've talked about this, in Colombia, I can't even set up a bank account until I prove I have a job, Yeah, right? And this is one of the things I want to just shout out is a meme that I've seen. If you are into Instagram or social media, you've seen this meme because it will come up and it's like, your mortgage isn't, they're not using your house. Uh, that's not what you put up. You put up some amount of money as a down payment, and yeah. then you've put up your salary. So your salary. if you stop making money, they yeah. take your
0: house. It's yeah. not the other way around. Oh, yeah. So And people need to have this paradigm shift. This is actually interesting since we're talking about money. Like And, and I want to get to Larry's question briefly. You guys and I know that this could be an exhaustive answer to how do you buy real estate or property? And Austin is dropping bombs here. Austin, we just, he is like our honorary member. We need to bring him on as a co-host. I'm serious. He's super fun and he's got the vibe. He's got the vibe, I think you'll find. But there are a lot of ways to do it, Larry. Um, we could talk about it later. We'll handle it probably in a more exhaustive conversation, but there's marketplaces where you pay cash, where you can buy loans. It's actually, go ahead, Jared.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I do want to bum in here. Uh, how do you yeah, buy please. real estate? So if you go to more than blockchain, Larry, find me add me on LinkedIn or wherever you are, you can find me, Uh, find me on Twitter, find me on anything. I actually had a conversation yesterday with a guy named Thomas and I can't pronounce his last name and he's told me not even to try. He's from Lithuania and he was on my podcast, more than blockchain. And we talked about real estate in the metaverse and I'm actually going to be on a webinar coming up for real estate agents around the world that want to start to learn about how to basically sell real estate and get commissions. And he wants to make me like kind of like their brand ambassador in the United States because I can kind of speak to both of these things. And I was two questions away from getting my real estate license actually in the States. Yeah, man. I think everyone should have it just because when you sell your house, you kind yeah. save or basically pay yourself a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But uh, Larry, please reach out to me because I have a lot of information on this and yeah. I would love to share it with you because I think it's really valuable. And I do think in the future, if you are into real estate, mm-hmm. your portfolio will be uh, you know, a certain part IRL and a certain part digital, a certain part tokenized, just because? Why not? I don't think it's bad mm-hmm. to have exposure. If you're into physical real estate, I don't think it's a bad thing to have exposure to mana yes. or sand for Decentraland yeah. or Sandbox or, or be tied into the Roblox system because that's where everyone is right now. They've kind of left decentralized places, decentralized places, and throwing air quotes like Decentral like Decentraland and Sandbox. So not to go down the digital real estate rabbit hole, yeah. I do think it's a very important thing. Um, And so Larry, feel free to find
0: me and reach out. Uh, I'd love to talk more and just send you some, send you some links. We should probably hold a one-off evening webinar on it actually, and and not, and maybe do a live like this in, in the show format. But I think that people would really like some FaceTime on it. So listen, if you're listening on any one of the platforms, YouTube, LinkedIn, Larry's piping in from Facebook. Thanks for being here, Larry. He's a, he's a IRL contact and friend and client of mine in Lakeland area. Um, I think we should do that. And I think the three of us would derive a lot of joy from that. And I did want to make this one point. Jessica's awesome for this. I know they're raising their kids, right? I see them a lot in a lot of what they're posting. And um, a millionaire mentor told me recently, I'm sorry, told me as I was getting into real estate, he said, Grant, because I kind of had a poverty mind at the time. And I was talking a lot about cash and getting raises. And he opened up his wallet, kind of flustered. I think I've told the story to you guys. And he threw his cash at me. And it was like hundreds of dollars. He carried hundreds of dollars. And he said, you want, Matt, and he was kind of like flustered with me. You just want nothing but cash, nothing but dollars. Here have all of my dollars because they're IOU notes, they're debt. And I was like, that's cash. That's not debt. He said, no, we're not a cash society. We have these greenbacks, which represent an IOU that someone will pay you back. We're not a gold-backed business. We're a debt-based business. Or a debt-based country. And if we can change our paradigm that, the, and this is to, to your point, uh, Jay, about uh, Grant Cardone going into debt, the currency of our country is credit. And, it, and we call it greenbacks, we call it dollars, but we think that that means it's a plus something. It's actually a negative something. And you only make money on arbitrage. And I know that we could unpack that for hours, but I want to make sure that if you can teach the difference between assets and liabilities to the young generation, uh, you you will only do buy now, pay later if you make that an asset. And Jessica knows this, and Jarrett, you commented on this, but we should say to everyone, go flip open Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You don't even have to read the book. Read the the diagrams on what a financial statement is. That's it. Because your debt is someone else's asset, your liability is someone else's asset, and you just want to be on the formula where you have debt as as assets. Talk about that some other time, but like the same is bearing true in metaverse real estate. We're finding. Um, okay, transition us, Jared. Um, <clears throat> sorry, guys, and I've been trying to
1: go on mute. I'm, I'm a mess. Uh, before we transition. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Bitcoin Maxis and everyone around. This, I've shown this a hundred times, the fiat standard, right? The Bitcoin standard and the fiat standard by uh, Sifidi and Amos. These are really great reads because what Grant is really talking about is the fact that we are on a fiat system. We are not on a hard money system, right? And I had this guy come on my podcast and he talked for about an hour about, he's a Bitcoin Maxi, about why Bitcoin is so great. But one of the things he said is if you have a dollar, imagine if, All of the world, all, all of the economic energy in the entire world was $1. How are you in, and that's it. If it's a closed system, how are you going to make interest? If I give you a dollar and I expect 10% back, well, we have to print more money. And that is the way the global system works. And this is why inflation happens. Because if you just have a dollar and Jay and Grant and I pass around a dollar, at some point, one of us is going to want to grow our nest egg and therefore we have to grow it. And this is why my grandmother and grandfather went to Fenway Park to see the Red Sox and they paid five cents to sit in the bleachers. Well, <laughs> if I go, I, I pay about $55. That's yep. inflation. We have to continue to add to the fiat money to make it. But if we all lived on just Bitcoin and there's a finite amount, the world changes a lot. And this buy we're now, well, pay later thing also changes because we're not just creating money out of nothing right? If it's not, if it's, FD, if it's an FDIC insured institution, they can just kind of create money. And I can yeah. go down a long rabbit hole about this, but because we live in a fiat system, it's super that important to understand the difference between assets and liabilities, because yeah. if you are buying an asset, if you were buying an asset and you think it's an asset, but it's actually a liability, this is where you get into a lot of trouble. And we have an entire global case study on this really focused on the United States in 2008. People were over leveraged they yeah. had these homes. They thought they could pay. The rates changed. Everyone thinks, at least in the United States, they think their home is an asset. But as Kiwasaki says, it is an asset, but for the yeah. bank. And until you understand that, you don't understand basic
0: tenets of real estate ownership, I think. So Question on that. I have a question on that. And this is to you, Anjay, or this, earlier this week. And if you're just watching, please go watch our episode on Tuesday about the ISO 20022. Because we touched on this on how um, basically the SWIFT banking system is shifting um, and and making a pathway in its language set to allow for crypto transactions. And it might be allowing for transactions of Bitcoin, but there's some five foundational cryptos. We won't go into that again, but I got a question for you, Jared and Jay. This is to the both of you. Um, As something like ISO comes out, the cryptos it has, one of them we know is XRP. And it's what banks will want is absolute uh, no anonymity, right? Absolute no anonymity. That's what the banking needs. And they justify because they're trying to prevent money flowing to terrorism and terror states, that sort of thing. Um, But that aside, let's say cryptocurrency does start to gain adoption because the banking, the swift banking system is making these rails. People start developing apps. We start developing on these cryptos. You mentioned Bitcoin. And then you're comparing that to inflation. What's the probability we actually go to gold, real gold, or digital gold, Bitcoin, when they're going to make crypto available to us where they can create inflation at a a button click? Even on crypto, they're going to be doing this, right? They're going to create inflation and that'll send a price. So even though you won't inflate and suddenly create more XRP, you can't just suddenly create more Bitcoin. You can suddenly create the value of it based on how it correlates to the U.S. dollar and its CBDC. My question is, is as Bitcoin becomes adopted institutionally, do you see the game changing at all, us actually going to hard money?
1: No, what, what, what I see, and this is something Lynn Alden speaks about really candidly, and, and if you're interested at all, search Lynn Alden YouTube bitcoin hybrid theory and i this is what i subscribe to i think tomorrow if we woke up and there was just bitcoin and like some stable coin that would probably be better and that's the world over all currencies just flip into those two and your bitcoin becomes your hard savings account and your stable coin is the thing that you use day to day um and i think lynn is actually spelled with a y but if you search that it will still come up because of the internet and that. it will recorrect <laughs> um that's where I think we're going to go. That's where I think we'll eventually Mm. be all treasuries. This is also Bitcoin maxi really coming out of me and it's not 730. So I'm really sorry, everyone. But (laughs) Bitcoin essentially will take over everything. And then what you'll use day to day is is your stable coin. And to give you a real world example of how this is already playing out. When I talk to people in Colombia, especially because their currency is in super flux and it's lost 70 to 80% over the last decade, which is a really slow thing. So people don't really realize it as opposed to 70 or 80% in a month in Venezuela, where it's then like, okay, I'm almost dead. You know, like I need to do something immediate and then they get into Bitcoin. But when I'm in Colombia, the recipe I give for people when I talk about how crypto can help them day to day and help their purchasing power is I say, When you have any money you want to save, you can't save it in pesos, right? We know that you can't save it in pesos because if you saved a million pesos and you started saving and you just put it away in 2010, well, in 2022, it's worth about 20% of that, 15% less. So we need to put that in something else. And this is where people will invest in real estate. People really get real estate investment really simply because it's tangible. And it's like, oh, I own that building. Got it. Yeah. I'm saying put your, whatever you're saving directly into Bitcoin. And then whatever you want to maybe use in a month to go on vacation or in two weeks to pay your rent, drop it immediately into a stable coin because yeah. of how volatile the uh, the um, currency has been. And so that already starts to play out the hybrid theory, the long-term uh, hybrid theory. So. That's already, exactly. I mean, I have friends, I've been pushing that on in Colombia, and they're starting to see it because even in I've talked about this very candidly, even in the last three or four months, it's gone. The purchasing, you know, the, the peso to the dollar as the dollar strengthens in this recession, as everyone runs to dollars, 20 to 22% since I was there this past spring, which is insanity three in three or four months, it's lost 22%. That's like, that's like somebody coming into your house, into your wallet, you know, yeah. and taking out 22% of it and you don't even know it.
0: So that's kind
1: of where mm-hmm. i think things will go yeah
0: you know we could build in the open so we were talking about uh, we're taking our business for those who don't know we're taking um you know the w3 studio network we're taking that to uh we're talking about how to take that to listen to earn which is phenomenal with learn to earn components more than just listen to earn but learn to earn and i you know i i i, I surveyed a lot of the learn to-earn services out there, and their' security protocols, how to protect your seed phrases, how to not get hacked in your metamask, what is this coin, this coin, this coin, this coin. But you know what we don't have learn to earn is financial statements. What's, what's a real asset? you know? can Bitcoin actually be considered an asset? Well, only if it's generating you money and growth doesn't, ne- spec growth is also speculation. It's not a form of growth. So based on asset definition, it's not unless it's staked and it's making you money. And in a bull market, yes it is. And in a bear market, it's a liability, you know? Um, so like, I mean, having a learn-to-earn component that's also basic financial intelligence would be huge, I think huge. And even this nuanced conversation we have with Kiwa of Well, there's a like you're asking a business model question. That's a great business model. And let's talk about that. But let's also talk about debt, because this is why so many people have a bad story loop about crypto. It's because they weren't it. they 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 were not paying attention to basic core finance, tenants of finances or. They were unconsciously or consciously ignoring them and blaming the volatility of crypto on it instead of their own bad financial education. <clears throat> That's interesting. So we should definitely loop that in. Um, Jay, listener earn, learn to earn. What was up, buddy? Listener earn, learn to earn. What are some of you guys' takeaways from this week?
2: Yeah, um, I, I think in terms of listen to earn, learn to earn, the, the first place that I've seen doing listen to earn in a podcast format is an app that's called I'll Look it up right now it's called fountain. They, fountain they it's a podcast app yeah it's a podcast app whenever you listen to an episode they give you some satoshis I've heard some people say like it, it's kind of confusing how they do it but I mean it's, it's pretty cool that they at, at least try um the, the only issue there is it's just like with the uh, move to earn space as well, where it's like people immediately try to game the system, right? Where Hacking. you can just put a yeah. podcast, yeah, put a podcast on play, walk away. You're not listening to it. You got the volume turned all the way down. Whatever mm-hmm. the app thinks that you're listening, giving you Satoshi's, but you're not doing anything. Same thing happens yeah. in a move to earn or exercise to earn or play to earn system, where you know mm. it seems like you're doing some kind of activity, but you're not really paying attention. You you know, you, you attach the the um the, the device to your dog and you let the dog run around outside and so it thinks you're moving, but you're not moving. Mm. Um and so <laughs> Yeah. Right. I, I, I think Hopefully that...
0: you don't get like a lazy dog or like a cat, you know. Hopefully you attach <laughs> it to like a, like a Labrador retriever. <laughs> Just hopefully, running
2: around. Hopefully you can figure that
0: out. <laughs> yeah. But I I think
2: that the solution to it really is um, like a, a, a more, like um something that's like a learn to earn where yeah. there's proof that work has actually been done so proof yeah. of work so so to speak so in, in a learn to earn system you are, you actually have to answer some questions so like there's yeah. a quiz at the end of whatever the activity is and if you answer those questions correctly then you get the reward yeah and. And that makes more sense economically from a business perspective, yeah. um, and then also maybe even like for, we're talking about podcasting from an advertising perspective. If the if the point of it was for the listener to learn about the sponsor, then it, you know it makes a lot more sense to, to the sponsor. This is a learn to earn type of opportunity rather than just listening to my ad. You know, yeah, because people already listen to a bunch of ads in podcasting, so. I, yeah. I think that, that that'll be the way to go. So th- there are right ways of doing it and there are wrong ways of doing it. But either way, I think what you provide is an incentive to, to, to people who are already listening. They're already going to be listening. Here's an incentive to actually uh, pay attention to what's being said, like devote your entire attention to it. And then it's mm-hmm. a way of also bringing in new people who may not have real, necessarily given this piece of content their priority but now there's an incentive to do so, they come in. So I, I yeah. think there are pros and
0: cons to it. So like Coinbase, Binance, these are learn to earn and they're learn to earn because there's a micro quiz at the end of them when you do like, you go into Binance and they have the educate space. So that's a model of learn to earn. Um, what other, I, I heard about one, rabbit hole.gg. That was one I, I heard about. Um, what other learn what other legitimate and learn to earn models. And I think Jared's going to pipe up with his buddy in new Orleans, like legitimate learn to earn models.
1: Yeah. Brent Craig has a really interesting one off on NF teacher. And if you're interested in that, once again, just hit me up. He basically sold, I think he started with a hundred NFTs and you would buy an NFT to get into his educational course about web three. And once you had that token, you would get in, you could go through the course, just like any master class that's out on the internet. And then when you're done, you could resell that token. And a lot of people were able to resell it for more value than they originally bought it. So they earned to learn. It was an entire new way because he wanted to think about education in a new way. And Grant, actually, if you want to, nfteacher.io is the website you can go learn. and That's where you can go get the token. And he's done that really successfully because a lot of people, like I said, have been able to resell their token back to the market as they get value. The other one I wanted to shout out and I'll actually, I think I'm dropping it in the, in the proper channel here is what Joe DePinto is doing with haste arcade. And he has one that's a play to earn. But when I said, Hey, is this play to earn? Is this P E? He pushed back and said, no, this is play and earn because when you're on, his particular platform, and this is the way I think you actually grow play to earn in a really kind of organic way is when you're on this, when you're playing this game, if you're in the arcade and you're playing and you're using money, you can use micropayments. You can use a cent, 10 cents, $1, $10, $100, or $1,000 to play an arcade game. Anytime you pay even a cent, you're going to start to get on a leaderboard. And the higher up you get, You're going to get paid back from other people's winnings, which is really cool. But even if you're not paying, even if you're not winning, the amount of money that you pay will allow you to take the certain amount of daily tokens that are put in percentage to the amount of money you've invested into the ecosystem. So it's like if you were to go to a casino in Vegas and you put in $1,000 and you lose, you lose all that money, the house takes it, you would still get back in tokens from Caesars Casino that amount of tokens per the overall people that played that day which is cool now you have tokens the tokens value is only as good as the brand but if people start going to caesars more and more your tokens will appreciate so they don't mind giving you tokens they'll print them just like it's fiat but as more and more people want to go to caesars your tokens may be worth something and then you may be able to resell them and what joe was saying is as haste arcade is growing you can go spend 10 cents get yeah. a certain amount of tokens at 10 cents but as it grows people will buy those tokens back because they can use it in in the arcade to do different things yeah. so that to me is a really cool way to do it because then you're not getting into this wild tokenomic thing where you're yeah. like oh well if they pay ten dollars we're still going to pay them twenty dollars to have earned to have learned so i think it gets kind of weird brian has a comment grant do you want to touch upon his comment
0: uh, well, the real nugget here is engage to earn. And the thought I had here took me in a little bit of a different direction. And that's Brian or not Crypto Bros or whoever. It would be interesting. These taxonomies are growing real time. And by taxonomies, I mean, we're starting to organize um, how we talk about and what we're talking about. And it's almost like people are kind of making this stuff up. As they go, but like engage to earn is like a whole umbrella of well, am I listening to earn, which is like on the passivity scale? Listening to earn is quite passive, learning to earn is like moderate, play to earn is quite engaged, or just like time in a casino, is super engaged. So it's like a spectrum developing. So it would be really interesting, Brian, if you don't have one already to collaborate and maybe even try to create some taxonomies of, um, I guess I don't even know where in the, in, in the crypto space because it's so broad of where this would fit. So that needs its own taxonomy so that we start like codifying how we're talking about it. because I just started thinking of a phrase. Well, you know, play to earn is a type of proof of work. Learn to earn is a type of proof of work. And I'm like, well, not exactly. It's like proof of intelligence, proof of authority. And so I'm like making up these terms because I don't want to take away what proof of work actually means to Bitcoin which is it's a mathematical computation. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to water that down. So my real takeaway is, yes, Coinbase does it with their micro quizzes. Binance does it with their micro quiz. In fact, every play to earn, I'm sorry, every learned earn model I've seen has been micro quizzes, um, except maybe NF teacher, which might be a little bit more robust. And any college or university, I think MIT was and is not any longer, was doing NFT based diplomas. And that's not a micro quiz, obviously. Um, that is like proof of work itself or proof of authority. Um, uh, but it is a marketing proposition that that's the point, I think. We got I think we should codify more of this terminologies because we are going to wield it for marketing purposes, but people still. It's almost like the marketing is so abstract now with it that we're just triggering people to free money. Get this, $300 today playing Axie Infinity, you know? <laughs> it's like I still have money in a liquidity pool in that game, that <laughs> stupid game. Uh, um, but it is there is awareness raising. I think that that's important for like Coinbase and, and Binance as like pseudo-onboarding companies. But I don't know. That's just my, my quick take on that. What's your thought there, Jerry?
1: I think the engage to earn is spot on because it's basically for the first time for many of us, we're being paid to do things that we always had to pay to do. Right. Mm -hmm. If you want to play a video game, you had to go buy the console. Yeah. You had to go buy the hard actual disc that would go in the video game. Now, obviously a lot of this is digital. You can just download stuff from online. Once again, not a gamer here, but you know, many of my friends have invested thousands of dollars in gaming. And now to hear that just for playing an hour, they'll get a dollar when their hours are worth way more to the world than a dollar it doesn't matter they've never been paid a dollar to do this if you're telling me i love soccer if you're telling me i could go exercise and play soccer for an hour and get paid five dollars well i'm going to do it anyway so now that i get paid for it that's really really cool i do want to say i think a long term something that could happen with this engage to earn is where this massive world of corporations in the future where there's only like you know seven or eight corporations that run the world. And I'm going to get kind of like dark and dystopian for a sec. But in order for you, to Saturday conspiracies, work, Welcome. <laughs> this is not even a conspiracy. This is I like know, this I is know. so futuristic. I think a conspiracy has to be based maybe in the past, but uh, um, I guess not. But the future is like I'm going to go to work and I'm going to do my whatever it is, and there's going to be eye tracking on my camera because I'm going to work at home and I'm going to be in my little pod. And this, this, some of this already actually exists. There are things that work from home bosses can use to control to see your screen to know exactly what you're doing to know your keystrokes yeah and maybe in the future i'm only gonna get paid if i collect my monday tuesday wednesday thursday and friday nfts because i was engaging right i was engaged to earn so yeah there's like a weird future here where disengaged to earn could really go down all the way to the work from home and the corporate structure and how we're really going to look at labor and energy and, and how that works. But I do like that. You said, I want to stay away from proof of work because I think it's really proof of engagement. And that's where I got onto this dystopian idea of like, maybe that's how we'll get paid. You know, I'll get an NFT. I work today. I got my token. Great. I can take that token and I can go trade it in for stablecoin or Bitcoin, right? I can decide yeah. whether I want to save it or if I want to be able to have it in my liquid spend. So um, I do want to shout out- Which is Jay's
0: point and Aussie's point here.
1: Exactly, which is Jay's and, and Aussie's point. I do want to shout out the fact that we are at the top of the hour. So maybe somehow we nuts. got here super quick. I closed my eyes and we're here. Maybe <laughs> we want to take the time, do some shout outs, some closing thoughts. I'm also okay to go over five to 10 minutes if we want to make sure we round out this play to earn. Uh, listen to
0: earn versus uh, learn to earn idea? Well, to that point real quick, and I do I do need to hop off hashtag hurricane life. Um, I do want to put a pin in Jay's thought. Jay started this whole dialogue by saying, listen, listen to earn is cute and it's cool, but what Austin's saying is the obvious hack. So we have to enforce somehow learn to earn because if we're on a mission you start a business because you're in a mission and on that mission let's just say your mission is just to save people money with your learn to earn initiative like i just i i want them to learn so how do i have some proof of learning pol maybe proof of learning maybe you just call it what it is and so whether it's your nft which is attached to um and it doesn't have to be nft driven either it could be token driven you know, they, it's it's a dinget that real, that we know the value exchange of that thing, NFT or token, doesn't matter. I took my quiz, my micro quiz, and I acknowledged that I got that learning. Um, but from a pedagogical perspective, from a learning perspective, quizzes are not proven to actually be proof of learning. It's actual, like, what do they say? Listen to the thing and then teach it because those who can teach it know that they know it. You know, teach someone else what you've learned. So I'm wondering, like, how you actually engage yeah. um, people to, to cement the learning uh, viscerally, if that makes sense, you know? I could, I could pencil whip just about any quiz, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, mean, I, I would love to hear Jay speak on this because with the
1: Coinbase examples, you cannot not earn money, right? You will go through and it'll be A, B, C, D, or E. I think there's always five. And you'll choose C and it's not. And then it's just B and it's not. And then you choose A and it's like, yes. You can always say, show me the answer. They want you, Coinbase understands, that if you're educated and you're empowered through the information, you're going to basically spend more money, right? Like they're not giving this away. They're not giving you a little bit of Celo because they think it's cute. They know you're going to buy some more once you understand what compound is or whatever it is. So um, Jay, do you want to maybe speak on that a little bit and then do some shout outs? We wrap up because Grant's got like, you know a minute left in his battery and he's got his he's got <laughs> his uh whatever <laughs> going there
0: nope did we lose jay oh jay jay, oh, jay. God, jay's trying. getting hit by some hurricane there you are jay's
1: lag because he opened up his turbo tax in his other window and he's trying I to get ahead <laughs> absolutely he's like
0: wait <laughs> that's an asset
1: and a liability
0: yeah. i've been doing yeah he's like, like- wrong <laughs> Dear
1: CPA, I am lost. Let's talk later. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man. What are we supposed to be talking about?
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Go uh, get this. Uh, just the give Saturday your Monday shout out. And Greg, give you turn off shout this oil generator let's go and go back to bed.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> shout out to everybody that, that was hanging out with us today on Saturday morning. Well, it's morning on our side, but, I mean, it's, like, afternoon in some people's side. But we, yeah. I think today we probably had the most people, the most um, people tuning in that I've ever seen. So, oh, wow. Something. Wow. Up. Yeah, so nice. Uh, and and shout that. out,
0: shout out to uh, my shout out will go to uh, Brian A and Allison both for hen pecking through LinkedIn to find the Not Crypto Bros link. You'll get the honorary uh, proof of loyalty token when we roll that out for having dug around and found that uh we promise to be smoother as we move forward we are transitioning away from our personal pages doing these things and pushing it to our at least on linkedin on our linkedin page so please check that there um but or any one of our other platforms we're on so shout out to that and shout out to hurricane ian uh for no real reason entirely other than creating the uh, putting keeping the insurance Economy what? and the wood economy, uh, brewing. So, Grant,
1: uh, thank you for the most Floridian thing you've ever said. You just shouted out a hurricane. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna shout out Kiwa. Kiwa, I don't think I've seen you uh, around, not crypto the bros, but hopefully, we'll see you again. Great, yes, today, please. Kiwa, join us. The, the buy now, pay later, Man. and I think that's it. We'll see everyone on Tuesday at 3 30 Eastern time, and we will continue from there. So, make sure you follow us on Twitter. YouTube and
0: LinkedIn at Not Crypto Bros. Have a great one, guys. Peace.